Hey, I know it's late, but can you talk? Two in the Morning is an original podcast where we unabashedly explore the questions that are keeping all of us up at night. Me, Mia Brabham, and my best friend, Michael Galfetti, are two 20-somethings who've been coming together for eight years with hilarious, sometimes deep, and always honest, infinitely dimensional questions about life. Now, we're doing it with all of you. Each week, we'll both prepare a question, something we've been thinking about all week, all month, maybe even all year, and we'll talk through it. We've learned that it's not always about the answers, but sometimes just about the comfort of conversation. News? Not exactly. Therapy? Maybe. Entertainment? On accident. It's two in the morning, and it's time to talk. Hello, sleepyheads. Welcome to another episode of Two in the Morning. It's Michael here. And it's Mia. Hi, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> how you doing? I wish they could respond to us. Seriously. Why isn't that how podcasts work? Don't worry. We're having live shows eventually. Just 2025. Mark us in your calendars. I'm going to cry thinking about us on a stage. Oh, my God. My dream. We would get nothing done. We would just invite people up to the stage and have dance contests. Oh, my gosh. I can see it now. I want (laughs) cotton candy machines. I want a while out. I want margaritas. Every flavor imaginable. (laughs) Gosh, it'd just be a huge party. (laughs) Amazing. Wow. Everyone, what is your like vaccine dream? <laughs> if it's not attending a live show of two in the morning, you're wrong. <laughs> um, I can't breathe the vaccine dream. I haven't heard that. That's hilarious. Yeah, vaccine dreams, baby. Oh man, I gotta make my list. Forget a resolution. Write down your vaccine dreams. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know what everyone's is, but. <laughs> Say it. I I know what you're thinking, but say it. The people want to fuck. <laughs> I was thinking about it, and I do. Uh, I feel for single people. I mean, I I don't feel. I I don't know. But <laughs> what am I saying? Like I feel for. I feel bad. And <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking. That's amazing. That's amazing. Pity us. It's okay. Just wear a mask, you know? Oh my God. I love really? this. It's got to mm. be ratchet out there. I can't. Speaking of partnerships, I saw you and Dan on TikTok. It's so cute. <laughs> How are you enjoying your TikTok experience? Like, for context for everyone, like, all of the producers and everyone else who's involved in this show is already on TikTok. Um, Mia was the latest to join. The latest. The last person on earth, maybe. Um, I mean, TikTok is wild. I refer to it maybe once a day. Last night on FaceTime, I was teaching people. <laughs> this sounds so bad. I was teaching my friends how to correctly stab with a knife if anyone ever attacks you. Because Did you TikTok learn? taught me. Oh my God. Every day I learn something new. I taught my mom how to melt butter in five seconds the other day. I mean, I can't stop watching it. And I have you guys. Yes. So really, my eyes have been open. And tomorrow you might catch a busset challenge from me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. So I call this phenomenon TikTok University. It's mm. actually where I'm getting my master's. Um, <laughs> because they TikTok teaches you so much Every time I like start scrolling, I just learn. <laughs> Ooh, I thought about getting my PhD. Didn't they offer that too? I don't know. You'll have to talk to like 
admissions. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Let me get in there. You know anybody? <laughs> I have that. I love that song. Um, you talking about Trixie? Trixie <laughs> with the ass? And the Honda? <laughs> It's so good. Baby, I just, why do we create things instead of just consuming all of the beautiful stuff that's already out there? Oh my gosh. It's so, TikTok is talent. You have to be really talented, I think. You have to have the right the video editing timing. skills on that yep. app. I'm like, y'all, you don't need college shit. It's so clever. And I thought hours go, like, I remember hours used to go into my YouTube videos, but. Uh, you think about TikTok and it's like, you got to get it down to what, a minute or less? That's a lot of brain power. Yeah. So this is our endorsement. Um, this isn't an ad. This isn't sponsored. But um, TikTok, if you're out there and you're listening, we're like, send us, get in our DMs. Also, um, if you are already on TikTok and you have some favorite videos, please also get in our DMs. <laughs> send us anything <laughs> and everything you find. It, um it is scary out there, but it's way less scary together. It's two in the morning. <laughs> and it's been a while and it's time to talk. Time to talk. We got to work on, I need to take some vocal lessons. Gosh. So I have some really good questions up my sleeve this season, if I do say so myself. But this one has been at the top of my mind. Um, so are the most powerful resonant people agreeable or are they room shakers? Interesting. I feel like the obvious answer is room shakers, right? Because when I think of power, I think of like... I don't know why I'm going to like Samson in the temple and destroying it, but like that was power. Anyways, a little biblical reference for all of y'all. Um, yeah, I, I want to say room shakers. What can, can you argue for the agreeable? Um, <laughs> I don't really have an argument for either of them. I just feel like it's something I've been thinking about. Right. And I feel like when I was younger, I was more agreeable and I grew up kind of in the bubble that is Virginia Beach. Um, but I feel like I had a lot of influence and um, I always say my life mantra is um, my life is my message. It's a quote by Gandhi. And I've been thinking a lot about like the legacy I want to leave. And I think I just want to be remembered as a kind person. Like I don't want to be remembered as someone who works hard and who um, – you know, it was inspirational. I think kindness is really important. And I don't know, I feel like I've lost that in a way. I've really been shaking things up a lot lately, like on social media, in real life, like I'm calling people out. I'm like, that's not cool. Like we shouldn't be doing this. And maybe it's just, you know, the time that we're in. But I almost wonder if when I had more of a kind approach and mm -hmm. I was more, not soft spoken, but approached everything more of like a, as a question and didn't completely shut people out and kind of made everything a lesson for everyone. I, I just wonder if that has a different effect. You think about like Malcolm X versus like Martin Luther King Jr., you know, mm -hmm. um, both different styles, but there's not one that's wrong. They both were effective. But is there one that is going to lead people, I don't know, to more realizations yeah. Um, about the state of things. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes I just wonder, should I be nicer about things? But also that goes into a whole nother um, 
topic of just being, you know, labeled as an angry black woman when you do have something to say. So there's just yeah. so much there. I, I, it's more personal, I think, than anything. Just wondering, like, at what point in my life have I had more influence? I don't influence, know. Yeah, I definitely see what you're saying now. Um, it's kind of like your theory of change. So it, how do you want to make an impact? Right. So I think both of us maybe agree that like making a change is actually like influencing people. Like we're very people centric in our theories of change and wanting to like make a difference um, is calling people out and being a room shaker um, and like, you know, making people feel uncomfortable going to yield better results than being agreeable and saying like, oh, you know, it's okay that you feel this kind of way, making them feel comfortable and then kind of starting a conversation. I think one is more obvious, like the room shaker obviously like cuts to the point. Like it's just, hey, this wasn't okay. This wasn't right. Um, and it's very direct, whereas the kind of agreeable, kind approach is it has more understanding to it, right? So you try to put more behind thinking behind it, like, why did you say that? Or, and I kind of think that is more effective. <laughs> so in the course of this conversation, my answer has completely switched. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, my theory of change is definitely... It sounds corny as hell, but like love. Mm -hmm. But I also do believe in like righteous anger and justice and recognition. But I, in the end, like we need to love each other and more kind of anger and divisiveness, I don't think is, is the most effective. But I mean, to get to your point about like being called an angry black woman, like there are different roles for all of us to play in society. So like me as, you know, like white passing person, um, I like see my role definitely as trying to understand and like make people like have those difficult conversations. You know, it's kind of like, I don't know if you've heard, <laughs> heard this, but there's a phrase or saying like, get your whites. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like white people need to get their whites in order <laughs> um, because the whites have been wilding out um, and it's dangerous for everyone else. And um I, that's kind of how I think about it is like, you need to get your whites. I mean, in January, when the coup happened at the Capitol, I said that, I don't know, maybe two or three times that week, like get your whites. Like, I don't want people calling me being like, do you see what's happening at the Capitol? This is so, yeah. I can't believe this. Like, this is awful. This is tragic. It's like, no girl, get your whites. Like, I, I already know, like, this is, it's one of those things where black people take the backseat when things like that happen, because this is not our problem. Like, we weren't there doing it. Like, y'all were out there doing it. Get your whites. Like, mm -hmm. it's not something to discuss, because what is there to discuss? Yeah. Clearly, it's wrong. Clearly, it's fucked up. Clearly, this is what America has always been. When you're built on a foundation that is literally stolen land. It's like everything that follows after, like we need to completely pull out 
the rug and just rebuild something completely and entirely. And this is why people are calling to defund and abolish the police. This is why people, you know, want to start rebuilding something new because this isn't un-American. This is literally America showing itself. So it's just interesting when people try to come to me and talk about it. It's like, there's no conversation. Like if anything, this is just telling. And I think this is another big thing that happened in um, the grandscape of everything happening, but it's, it's hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, to connect it back to your question, it was, I I went so off topic. Jesus, (laughs) We love it. Um, We do sometimes cover current events in politics on this show because it's part of life, but it totally fits in because it was an uncomfortable moment. So like that was actually like the room shaking event. Like it was uncomfortable for white people to see people who looked like them doing things that they like very much disagreed with. Um, And so I think that was the room shaking moment. And then you had to go back and like, dude, like I got on the phone with my mom and I talked to like all of my family and like people were texting me and I I was doing a lot of dialogue and conversation during that time to explain like how scared I was and like what was happening and just refresher for everyone. I do live in Washington, DC. Um, and like, we closed our blinds here. We didn't go outside. My roommate is like, uh, like femme woman. And she like, didn't go on a run at night cause we knew the proud boys were out. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was scary. Um, and it's even scarier for the people of color who live here. Um, what I wanted to get to was both of those pieces had to work together. So like if to succinctly answer your question, it's both Mm. like you have to have that room shaking moment that makes people feel uncomfortable because that's when the conversation happens. And that's when you come in with like love and understanding and being more agreeable and hearing their side of things. All right. And after this ad break, we'll get to question number two. Everybody, get ready. I've got some juicy news to share. Mia and I are breaking all the rules, and we're hosting an outrageous spring break event. It's going to be on April 11th, so we can all come together and get rid of the Sunday scaries. So yeah, come join us online for a night of fun, games, margaritas. Um, As Mia and I have said on the pod, we love a club outing just once a quarter. So don your best spring break attire and join us for a night of laughs, conversation, of course. And yes, there may even be dancing. This spring break live virtual event is free for our Patreon subscribers and $10 for those of you who have yet to sign up. Check out social media for more details. Can't wait to see you there. This isn't spring break forever, but it's spring break for an hour. And don't worry if you have something already and you, for whatever reason, can't cancel it. Stay tuned for our next live event, the end of the season, a hot girl summer event we deserve. (laughs) That uh, title is still being workshopped. (laughs) Everybody, we are back with season two better than ever. But you know one thing that hasn't changed? We're still using Anchor. She is so fun. She's free. She's easy to use. You can record, edit, collaborate, and distribute all of your podcasts through her. So, you know, when you got a good thing going, (laughs) you don't give it up. 
If you're thinking about making a podcast, I know some of you are. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay. So I feel like some people would describe each of us as ambitious. And I'm wondering, like, do you like that descriptor? What do you think (gasps) about ambition? Oh my God, this is a great question. I think I hate being called ambitious. But also, if people didn't call me ambitious, I'd wonder if I was doing something wrong, which is maybe a character (laughs) flaw. (laughs) But um, to me, like I've said this before, I've been thinking a lot about the legacy I want to leave, right? And I don't want people to be like, she was so ambitious. She was so hardworking. Like, I just want to be a good person. I want to make people feel inspired. I want them to be inspired to be all of themselves, you know? Um, And so I guess it's like when people say you're ambitious, that's kind of empty. I guess you can see by the product someone creates, whether it's labor or an actual, you know, thing, you can see if they're a hard worker or if they're ambitious. But at the same time, it's like you don't know the hours I really put in behind this or like what's gone on behind closed doors to get to this point. So when people say ambitious, I think it's a compliment. But at the same time, it's like, how do you really know? What does that mean? Yeah, it has this. It has this like scheming behind the scenes component of like, I would like, (laughs) I would double cross you to get the promotion or like to get (laughs) what I wanted in life. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't want that to be true. Not because I don't think that I would, (laughs) I may do that, but I also don't think that's how the world works. Like we're not really like out here scheming and competing. Like when one of us wins, we all win. And it's about like building each other up and bringing us together. Like it's not competitive. Um, I don't think that there's like this finite, like little bucket of resources and we're all like fighting with each other for it. Um, So I don't like that. Like I would step on other people to get what I want component. Um, But also, yeah, I kind of demand a lot of life. Um, (laughs) I am like so committed to like there's more that I can do and there's more that I want. And I just like, I don't know, I go after it. And that is ambitious. (laughs) Yeah. It's like it doesn't, not wanting to be called ambitious doesn't take away from the fact that we are actually ambitious because we are. We both are very, but I think the question to ask is like, what are your intentions, right? Like, why are you motivated? Mm. Um, Why are you ambitious? What makes you ambitious? Um, And this is funny because when I put out my book last year, I was on someone's podcast and she asked me my Enneagram. And when I told her seven, she was like, what? An enthusiast? I thought you were a three, which is the achiever, you know? Yeah. And I was like, that's interesting. And she's like, yeah. She's like, it's it's funny because I'm talking to you now and I realize that you really just have these dreams and you, you're passionate about them and you want to help people and you want to reach people. But it's like you don't do it just to get it done. Like you do it with intention, which I completely had wrong about you. And I thought that was very enlightening that she said that um, and was willing to be like, yeah, I had this perceived idea of you as this ambition person, but underneath I realize the intention behind why you're doing what you do. And I think that separates a person from being ambitious, you know? Yeah. Well, also achiever is, is my top strength. (laughs) Um, like getting things done makes me happy. It gives me serotonin. It gives me joy. I like, I have to accomplish something every day. (laughs) Um, I had a manager once who was like, she was 
not that wasn't how she operated. She operated more on like a prioritizing rest and relaxation and downtime. And that doesn't recharge me like laying around all day, like does not recharge me. That is going to put me in a spiral. (gasps) (laughs) So just knocking out your to-do list, checking all those boxes that propels you forward into getting it, you know, even more done. That's what you need. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a positive feedback loop where uh, if I clean my room, like, I don't know, this is, I don't know if this is entirely healthy, but it's just what, uh, how I've been kind of operating, which is like doing a little thing and like making myself earn the rest (laughs) um, makes it really more enjoyable for me. And so I have been on a journey to say like, I can work full time and do a podcast and learn Spanish. And like, there just is time to do everything that I want to do. That's awesome. I really, that's inspiring. It's so much of mindset, right? It's saying, yeah, I, you know, actually, no, that's not true. I can make time for that. I think a lot of it's waking up early too. You wake up so much earlier than most people in the world. And I really do think that when you give yourself more hours, like you give yourself the gift of having more hours in a day, you can kind of do it all. I think sleep is super important. Having like a a healthy sleep schedule definitely sets you up. But I used to really like not, I told myself I didn't enjoy routines. I don't know if that's ever true, but I would like get kind of bored of a routine. Um, But now I fully embrace them. I love routines and rituals and like just, yeah, I don't know. I, I This is getting to like a, a, a sappy place, but the older you get, the more you figure out like what you need and like just being attuned to that and giving yourself what you need. That's the only thing when people are like, do you miss college or do you miss high school? I, I have to say no, because the self-understanding and my mm. ability to like self-regulate is so much higher. Yeah. Being in tune with yourself is so important and I'm always really big on finding your rhythms and I think what most people shy away from about routine is that it feels so fixed, but you can have fluid routine. Like that's possible. Um, And that's what I found. Like you said, I've been on a self, I guess, journey in that way too in learning that uh, too much routine scares me, but I have to have some routine or I go down a hole that it's really hard to get back from. Um, so it's, you know, saying, especially as a freelancer now, it's like saying, okay, like if you take a weekday in the middle of the week, that's fine. And that will recharge you. But the next day you're going to have twice as much work and that's okay too. And like, you know, mornings are typically for this, but if I ever, you know, like something in the world happens, that's I really need to take time to myself to just think through it and it's completely messed up my day. It's like, okay, I don't freak out anymore. And I'm not like, oh my gosh, my whole day is like gone to shit. It's like, it's fine. I'm going to take space for this. But now I just move this little chunk of my day to like, you know, the back end of the day or to the weekend or like you can still have routine and flip things around. Um, I think it's totally possible to know your rhythm. Yeah. Yes. That is giving yourself grace. Um, The like everyone, (laughs) you can be ambitious and have all your goals and ask more of life and like achieve everything you want, but you, you have to give yourself grace. Like (laughs) you have to say today 
is a throwaway. I'm not getting anything done. I am laying in bed and I'm not going to feel bad about it. Like you just, you have to do it. You have to give yourself grace. It's the most important thing. I hate when people are hard on themselves. I'm just like, that isn't going to help you stop. Yeah. You like are constantly in flux. There are so many different variables every day, even within your routine. And like, you got to work with that. You got peaks and you got valleys. That's, that's just how the earth is structured. Exactly. (laughs) Discipline falls somewhere in there. I just haven't figured it out yet. (laughs) (laughs) Once we figure out discipline, it's over for (laughs) (laughs) y'all. We'll let you know. I don't know. It might be a few years for me. (laughs) (laughs) To try to connect this back to ambition. um, (laughs) It's okay to be ambitious, but also like the... Like you have to give yourself grace and, and, and you have to, it has to be balanced with all of these other considerations that we've brought up. And if you see me and I, and you think, wow, they're ambitious or you, I honestly would love to hear from someone who like owns it. They're like, yes, I'm ambitious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will cut you down. <laughs> I got places I got to be. Um, I mean, honestly, not wrong. Like <laughs> I could totally see a valid justification yeah. for that. Um, me and I are just softies. We want to be like <laughs> Libra. <laughs> Love me. <laughs> That's our whole personality. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you all so much for your support. We could not make this podcast without you. Um, and we wanted to just take a moment to acknowledge all of the kind words you all have said and just like kind of cry on the microphone together as we do. So if you know Jimmy Kimmel's mean tweets, this is kind of like that, but with nice reviews instead. So we're just going to read the review. This review is titled Sleepyheads Unite by Nick URN18. Amazing. Truly amazing. Thank you. (laughs) This podcast is thought-provoking and just such quality conversation. Two in the morning is such a unique concept, and I'm so excited for more. We are too. Um, Thank you, NICURN18, for your very kind review. All right, everybody, let us know. Is it better to be a room shaker? Is it better to be agreeable? Maybe you should be a mix of both. Let us know what you are and maybe which one you want to be. Which one would you rather be? Also, let us know if um, you like being called ambitious. I, I think we'll get mixed answers on those, Michael. I don't know. I thought there was a song for ambitious, but I there isn't one. So someone should write that. <laughs> There's got to be. Yeah, we need a songwriter. Someone, anyone. All right, bye. See y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for staying up with us. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to join the Two in the Morning Club. Rate it five stars, or if you're feeling really nice, leave us a review and share this episode with just one person you know. This podcast is made possible because of you and your support. If you haven't already, join our sleepover on patreon.com slash two in the morning podcast for just $5 a month. You'll get exclusive early and free access to all of our live events and discussions, journal prompts, behind the scenes activity, and welcome merch mail straight to you. You can catch me in between episodes on Twitter and Instagram at Spaghetti Galfetti with one T. And you can keep up with me on Twitter at Hot Mess Mia and Instagram at Yours Truly Mia. Thanks for hanging out with us. Now get some beauty sleep and we'll see you next Sunday.
Two in the Morning is a podcast produced by Jamila White and Bia Kasanga. Music by Brian Kim. Cover art by Madeline Younger. Subscribe for new episodes every Sunday. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams.